broadcasting live. Weekday morning, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Indeed it is listener-supported, and that would be you. Thanks for your support, and appreciate the uh, new subscribers we've been getting. You can do that, too. Oh, you can do that, too. If it happens to you, it's my party. No. That's what I started thinking about. Dr. Massey and I were musing on songs from the 50s. It's our party. You can cry if you want to. Okay, so you, too, can be a subscriber. We've, uh, well, good morning. Uh, just a little pitch here. We have been changing our our model here because uh, the the idea of selling products and getting a commission on our products after 15 years, just stopped working. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe peeps just don't have money to buy stuff and they're just cutting back. I don't know what the problem is, but it's not a problem. So what we're doing is asking you to exchange a little bit of your value, a little bit of the, the goombas, for <laughs> the greens, for the value that we hopefully give you every day. And also on our website, you know, we have 15 years, 15 years of shows with some of the greats of the greats. So that, oh, well, you know, all the people we've talked to in 15 years. And that's all free to you, 15 years. So if you'd like to contribute and join up for about 20 bucks a month, that'd be great. 20 is a good value, but if you don't have 20, 15 is good. If you don't have 10, 15, 10 is good. You can just pick whatever one you want. If you're, if you're Uncle... George is George Soros. You can do a thousand. I mean, we're, we're cool. We're, we ex- we'll accept it. So you can do that by going to oneradionetwork.com, click on the donation uh, button. And also, if you're on BitChute right now, there's a link right underneath uh, this video. Click on it to donation and donate. Do a one-time, a one-off, or a monthly thing and help us uh, make it through the night. Who, who was that, Richard Massey? Help me make it through the night. That was, um, help me. See, um. Yeah. That was Sammy something. Sammy Smith? No. You know, I, I'm not remembering the name. Help but yeah, me make I it that through. song really well. Dr. Richard Massey is with us. We were musing on songs from the 50s uh, before the show. We were we like to sing them all. And they're great. I asked you if you remember the first time that you heard I Want to Hold Your Hand. Do you remember the first time you, you heard that? Yes, yes, it was huge, wasn't it? Yeah. Where were you? Were you at a party, or do you remember? Oh, I, I, you know, it was about the eighth grade for me, I think. Uh, Sounds about right. And then it was at a party. I, I think yeah, it was sixty-four. So would that be the eighth grade for you? Mm-hmm. Sixty-four. For me, I was a junior something. And we were going mm-hmm. to a New Year's Eve party. I think it was 1964-65. And we used to listen to the right. radio KXOK in St. Louis, the big 630. KXOK, Johnny Rabbit. Johnny Rabbit. Wow. And they played, wow, wow. they played I Want to Hold Your Hand. And it was like, it was. I get goosebumps thinking about it. We just listened to it like a car full of us. And, and then they played it like every 10 minutes, right? That night, every yeah. ten minutes on the radio, so that's the first time I heard it. Yeah, it was, it was really something. 
Well, here we are down memory lane. Do we remember the first time we kissed? We can do that one. That's always a good one. Or <laughs> 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 we can do the first time we had sexual relations. And, well, let's see. That for me, that was just two weeks ago. So, you know, so that's easy. <laughs> I wait a long. I wait a long time, Catholic, you know, and so you know, <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Uh-huh. Remember that one? Oh my God, God! Doctor Richard Massey is a medical doctor. He doesn't practice any longer because he's done practicing. Now he's in business, but he doesn't do drugs because he took away his license and put it down the. Garbage disposal. <laughs> but I ain't gotta do that anymore. And he's out of Austin, right, Doc? And you you live yeah. a nice little spot there. I visited your spot not long ago. Got a nice nice little spot. We went to Casa yeah. de Luz, the the macro neurotic mm-hmm. restaurant there. We had a good time. That was fun. Yeah. And how do you spend your time now these days for new peeps around the world? Yeah, yeah. So uh Casa de Luz, I'm still hanging out there. Um, last week, I went out to do my little morning yoga and stretch thing. And I'll send you a photo of it. There were two foxes in the backyard. And uh, so I've started feeding them. And the two are parents. And the little one is about the size of a house cat. Yeah. It comes right up to the door, um, and uh, I completed the Aesop's fable for him. I, I threw a big uh, thing of grapes out in the backyard, <clears throat> and the fox finally got the grapes. Hey. And uh, the fox ate the grapes and half of them, and then went and buried the other half. I can send you the little videos. Oh, they buried him. Isn't that cute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe trying to make wine. That is the hill country thing these days. That's right. So feeding foxes, uh, getting ready to go to the near-death experience conference, uh, which is the 30th of August through September 3rd in Washington, D.C. And no, it's not a visit to Congress. This is actually people (laughs) who died and came back into their bodies Mm -hmm. and... um, they come back a lot of times with special abilities. So I'm signing up for some healing sessions mm-hmm. with those folks. Really? Um, Interesting. And I just like hanging out with them. Apparently, I had a, a near-death experience at birth, but of course, I don't remember it. Uh, <laughs> you know, my, my parents just told me about it. Oh, so you, you actually, when you a little baby came out, you actually um, yeah, I, like left your body for a while? Yeah. And uh, yeah, my little Southern Baptist mother, 21 years old, I was her first baby, and they gave her a pain shot for labor and delivery. And apparently I came out okay, and they set me aside while they worked on her. And uh, nobody noticed that I wasn't breathing. So, you know, uh, I did the had the blues there and then somebody finally noticed and I had to be resuscitated and apparently the story was they were telling my mom 
I could be brain damaged and maybe she just wanted to let me go rather than raise a retarded child. Really? And, you know, it kind of freaked her out. Um, and uh, so I was apparently resuscitated twice. Um, and, you know, I ended up becoming an anesthesiologist, which is a doctor who gives pain medicine to people on purpose to stop them from breathing <laughs> and hooks them up to a breathing machine while they have their leg repaired or their appendix removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did that to save my mommy. So for everyone listening out there, whatever your mother went through at labor and delivery, those feelings uh, went into your nervous system. Uh, your nervous system took on, took those on out of a pure, unconditional love for your mom. And your little body will want to express answers for your mother's suffering at your birth for the rest of your life. Now, if your life is working for you, then stay with that. But if, like me, your life didn't work for you, then you might want to look at that and reprogram that. So, so that you can do something different with your life than try to save your mommy from how she felt during labor and delivery. So, so the little soul and the baby felt how mom and dad were interacting before, during, and after the birth. What is it about? Six, whatever, year and a half or so, something like that. And mm-hmm. then... They will take on some kind of a physical issue to thinking that's helping mom and dad to heal or to save them or what, all of the above? Yeah, whatever's needed to ensure survival. And and that's how biology is wired. Ensure survival so, for the baby yeah, or mom? I want mommy to make it. Okay. I want me to stay focused and to make it. I want daddy to stay focused and to make it. And whatever my nervous system has to carry of the suffering and the stress to give them their best chance. Oh. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, Without so- knowing it, it's all pre-verbal, uh, but it's pure unconditional love. It's the Jesus story. You know, just put all the sins on my nervous system. I'll carry them. Yeah. All the stress. Right, and I'll manifest answers for that suffering for the rest of my life. Wow! Uh, because in our culture, we don't update the nervous system. Indigenous cultures update the nervous system so it stays current with reality. But we decided that building an empire is more important than updating the human nervous system. So we have presidents of the United States who are still trying to save their mommies from what they felt during labor and delivery. Okay. They still okay. see reality, right? Yeah, that's how that works. That's how that works. So, so it's, it's safe to conjecture that this kind of a thing maybe didn't always go on. This is kind of a new thing the last three, four, five centuries. Because the Jesus thing is, well, that's been around for a while, though, right? We have to suffer to forgive somebody's sins. That's been around for a while, right? So it gets twisted like that. And Uh and so whenever people say ego, 
it has this sort of baggage to it, like it's a negative thing. But the nervous system programming is actually pure, unselfish, unconditional love for the survival of my parents and the family system. It's not about me. It, it is pure, unconditional love. Which, you know, I say the Jesus story because I grew up in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Way before that, wherever the beginning of all this was, if there is a beginning, there's been unconditional love, right? right? So it goes back to that. So the nervous system in my body carries the unconditional love that is the essence of this entire cosmos. And it gets shaped by what happens during labor and delivery. And the pre-birth people would say, I agreed to that before I came in. So, for instance, people will see their labor. You think about it. How did you see schoolwork? And how did you see your job in life? The work that you do in life and the schoolwork you had. The way you see that is how your mother felt during labor with you. Because that's the first labor. The brain always compares what's happening now to the first time it experienced it. So if I have a labor or a work task in front of me, my brain goes back to, how did mom feel during labor? That's the first labor. That's the best labor. That's the model for labor. Let's repeat that. So if mom cruised through labor, had great friends and support there with her, then I'll be enthusiastic about work in my life. Hmm. I don't want to get off the couch and do some work. Maybe my mom wanted to be drugged. Maybe she didn't like labor. Interesting. Yeah, it, it makes sense because it's like the first experience in this reality that soul has, right? I guess. Well, I guess mm-hmm. I guess the first yeah, one would be that imprint. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we kind of agreed. Of game. Even yeah. when we're in utero, even my mommy's tummy, then we're we're in physical reality, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And then birth is how we show up. So, ta-da! You know, this is how we show up, and our brain replays that first showing up, that first little crowning. When we pop out, what's the first look we get? So I like to ask people when they wake up in the morning and they go to their first mirror of the day, what do they see when they look in their first mirror of the day? And And then what does that do? So in general, if people were born in a hospital, When they go to their first mirror of the day, they evaluate something about their appearance. Mm. They don't look into their eyes and welcome themselves to the day. Hello. Right. So a welcoming to the day is a natural indigenous birth experience, you know, where the, the mother gets together with her sacred women friends and they birth the baby underneath the Cherokee birthing tree in Tennessee or something like that. And the baby pops out and sees nature and loving, supportive faces. That's the first thing it sees. Yeah. And it will 
copy that. Every time it goes into a mirror, it will remember the sacred women and the, the birthing tree going, welcome to this world, right? But in a hospital, the first thing that happens is you have to pass a pop quiz. That's the first thing that happens. That's the first look you get is an evaluation. How pink or blue are you? What's your muscle tone like? Are you breathing well? Da, 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 da. It's called the APGAR test. And then it's repeated five minutes later to see if you've improved. And then you get to go be with your mommy. <laughs> right? So it's an evaluation. Now, if you want to wake up and evaluate yourself every morning rather than welcome yourself, you can stay loyal to that hmm. because the brain will stay loyal to that unless we kind of wake up. Hmm. Um, so a person can practice looking into their eyes and saying, welcome to the day. Welcome. Welcome to this world. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Dr. Richard Massey, if you'd like to be on the show, our phone lines are open. 888-663-6386. Email Patrick. OneRadioNetwork.com. We're live here on the 21st of August. Please subscribe if you're listening on, watching on video, on audio. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. And it's uh, the 21st of August, as I said. Well, that's really cool. Now, the, the great thing about, um, in my opinion, the brain is actually controlled by the mind, Right. So all we need to do is to say, okay, from now on, I'm just going to look in my eyes and do like, like Dr. Massey suggests and get into the habit of doing that. Yeah. And you can just change it because it's not yeah. hardwired. It's not like your brain is there. Right. It's just not hardwired. It's just, you know, it's good to know that. Yes. Yeah. The brain sees that as the best way to love at the time of the birth. Yes. And so it's going to stay with that. It's the most loving thing it's ever seen. And now we can show it something more loving. Just change, change, just yeah. change. You know, which is really the argument for everything that we talk about in your work. And our job really is just to bring more awareness to everything, right? To bring more awareness to what our inner life is like yeah. in that moment, the first mirror or <laughs> the first time we want to decide what to eat or whatever, right? Just bring more yeah. awareness, you know? When you open up the fridge and you say, what, what do I really want? You know, sometimes I do that and I don't want anything. It's like I look at everything. I say, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. It's crazy with the food thing, huh? Boy. Yeah, now that sounds like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make this up yeah. on the spur of the moment. But that sounds like a weaning moment. A weaning moment? Yes, like I'm replaying the weaning experience. The oh. experience when mom finally said, that's nah, enough breast milk for you. And uh, <laughs> and we're reenacting that. So the refrigerator is like the breast. That's where all the food is, you know. Mm -hmm. And at some point, the kid goes, you know what? I really am okay without mom's breast. Yeah. I, I really can go be independent. And just to prove that, I'm going to go open the breast and look inside there and go, eh, 
I don't need anything in there today. And I can go out in the yard and play, you know, play with Doodle, <laughs> some sticks, whatever, you know. It's fun to just make stuff up. And yeah, well, it's all made up it's anyway, right? Yeah. It's all made That's up. That's why I use, sure, <laughs> why I use the heart biofeedback monitor. If I, if I make something up and the person's heart says, ooh, that's important, well, okay, cool. So we found a good story. We put this little picture on social media the other day. Oh. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Wow, look at that. She's going to do the lotus birth thing. The what? Look, oh, man. So they got the so placenta. Yeah, this is placenta, right? Yes, and Meridian, you know, kept her son's placenta for, I think, three days. Um, you just wrap it up in something moist. And so... Just imagine all the exosomes and stem cells from that placenta continue to flow into the baby. Oh, she kept days. it. She and kept it attached for three days. Breaks off its own. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. She kept it attached for three days. Yes. Wow. Yeah. We we had a lady call in from the East Coast uh, a couple of weeks ago and told us all about a natural birth that she had with just her and her husband and the kids. That was it. You know, the first. And they kept it hooked up for a couple hours or so, and then cut the cord, yeah. and then buried the placenta out in the yard under a tree or something. Some people, yeah. some people dry it, right? And you can actually take the placenta in capsules. Hmm. Yes, pretty cool. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's got so many growth factors in it, and uh, stem cells and exosomes and. You can keep it with you as long as you want. And, and you can see how this kind of thing is all about love and not very much about building an empire. Yeah. Yeah. Our phone number, 888-663-6387. So this really gives a lot of credibility, not that they need it, but to all of the, like Meridian did and your friend Meridian and all the, the natural moms over the years and, you know, doing natural birth and birth in uh, hot tubs and bathtubs and, you know, midwives. Yes. They really knew that this is really an important time for that little that little pumpkin coming in. Huh? Yes. Yes. Me, I was uh, born under the no parking sign in front of a hospital in St. Louis. <laughs> we just didn't quite make it in there. So people ask me what my sign is. I think it's no parking. I was born under that sign. God. Oh, that's funny. So how were you actually? Were you a hospital kid? I, think I was Your a hospital, hospital kid. Yeah, hospital kid. Um, and everything went well? Everything went well. Um, I had a lot of sevens, elevens. I was born on the 11th month, seventh day. I was seven pounds, 11 ounces. I think my mom said I was room 711, which is weird. Um, oh, wow. I was seven, yeah, seven pounds, 11 ounces, I said. And um, seven names, letters in my name and seven kids. There was a lot of seven. So I used to go mm-hmm. to Vegas and then that didn't work. So 
<laughs> wrong message there. Wrong message. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but yes. I think we had a pretty easy time. Um, early on, let's see, my mom, Dale, Dale did midwives right before us, my mom and all that. And the midwife would come and sometimes a doctor and they'd have a black bag. And my mom said they used to think that the, that the doctor brought the baby in the black bag. <laughs> oh, wow. And a nice story. Yeah. I guess that's all they did. 30s, 40s, 50s. They didn't go to the hospital, did they? I don't know. Now, the, the ones who went to the hospital, if you want to see something shocking, Ricky Lake did a documentary called The Business of Being Born. Hmm. And uh, she had a, a baby in the hospital and then later had a baby at home and talked about the difference between those two. Mm -hmm. And uh, then went through some shocking pictures of birth in the 20s United States of America. Really? Patrick, it's unbelievable. And I still work with people who were given the quote, twilight sleep, where the mother was given large doses of belladonna alkaloids and put into another state of mind where they didn't remember anything. Uh, and imagine being born into that. They would give them belladonna, and it just really... How did they how did they give birth when they were just all drugged up like yeah. that? I've, yeah, well, some of the photos, wow, when they first started doing it. And uh, so so this goes back to this story here. When, when we forfeit our autonomy and we demand that the government do something for us, we're asking for big trouble. Mm -hmm. So what happened was there was a movement where women said, we're escaping from the curse of Eve. We refuse to suffer in childbirth anymore. And so this wealthy, considered themselves informed group of people went around with their placards. You'll see them. We refuse to suffer during childbirth. So the medical industry gave them exactly what they asked for. You won't suffer during childbirth, and you also won't remember it. Um, it's going to be a, a blight on you and your child for the rest of your life, but you won't suffer. Um, and so what they did was the women were put into this altered state, I suppose it would be almost like LSD kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And because the side effects were that they would become combative, they were strapped down, their hands and feet were strapped down, their eyes were completely covered with a bandage, and nurses would walk by in the pile of poop and pee and see if there was a baby in there yet or not. And if the baby had been born, they'd go in and take the baby take care of the baby until all the stuff wore off for the mother and she could wake up again. You actually see the photos of this. This is part of the birth history of the United States wow. of America. 
So that was the beginning of the time when they just started to go into a hospital, real building, to have something done rather than stay at home. Yeah, there's some big surrendering of of the most sacred moments of our lives uh, to the medical, military, industrial complex. Mm-hmm. A bowing to the arrow of the day or whatever. Yeah. And that's turning around now, so that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Seems like more feels more. more human. They even have, you know, all kinds of little birthing rooms and hospitals now, don't they? You can do underwater. Get pretty creative if you want to have, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a trend, and I'm still, I'm in agreement with the OB-GYN doctor in the business of being born. Most of the complications around birth are because we medicalize it. Sure, sure. We get in that environment, and that's what we're looking for. We interfere with the natural process by putting on monitors, keeping people in a certain position, mm-hmm. having this mindset that we're expecting, yeah. you know, possibilities, and 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 we're frightened by the thought of, you know, what if something terrible happens, um, and there's no doctor around, and yet what actually happens is because doctors are around, more terrible things happen. But we can't see that. It's difficult to... It's just like, you know... Yeah, go ahead. No, it's just difficult to imagine that just a woman going in for the first time and they've got all this stuff and these lights, the electromagnetic fields and monitors and people running around with masks on, not to have thoughts of something could go wrong here. Right? I mean, it's just just not going to happen, you know? Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And during med school, you know, we really 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 believe that we're they're providing the best sure. possible option for everyone i mean we really do believe that and i don't mean to say anything hurtful to anyone who's putting their whole life and soul into sure you know, hospital birthing uh, you know no matter what place we're in the love comes through so yeah Dr. Richard Massey is with us. Stay right there. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Please subscribe to the BitChute channel if you're there and click that little bell and then we'll notify you whenever we put up a new video. Also on video, we have uh, different places you can click on our store. We have some really great products and you can see that little hot link right below the video here. See, look down there. Oh, I see it. And then also, you go to our website, that link is there. And you'll find about 15 years worth of, um, of audio shows. And we have a little search function, the, the top left or right, not depending, your left or my right. And then you can put in different things you're interested in, like thyroid or detox or whatever. And you'll find shows going way back to 2008 and just listen to those no cost no cost there and then um, on that same underneath the video there's a donation tab so if you're not interested in any products you don't need anything cool you can donate a one time or a monthly thing and and uh, help us 
as we're changing our modality as we're doing this thing. We do have some great products, really lovely. Quickly kind of just uh, spring through them. We have a sauna that we promote. And boy, I did tell you, we, we do well with this sauna. It's one of our, um, so we make a commission when you buy one. And, but, you know, I'd be telling you that these are cool things whether or not we make a commission or not. They're really nice. They're the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. And we have a, a price of $1,295. And that's in the United States. And these babies heat up, get really hot, 150. And you'll sweat a lot. And you detox. And uh, they're, ju- they're just great. They're just great. So if you want to get one, the only way to get this price is to email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com, and we ship them all over the world. Another product is Pearl Seam, made from real pearl. You can take it internally for a little bit of um, minerals and proteins and lots of calcium, and it's from real pearl, so that calcium will will go where you want it to go and uh, brush your teeth with it. I, that's all I use now. My teeth look great, feel great. Pearl Seam from Real Pearl. Shen Blossom is a wonderful website with uh, Chinese medicine as its backdrop. And uh, Shen Blossom has uh, Chaga, Rishi, um, um, 50-year-old ginseng, Hoshu Wu, uh, digestive bitters, all kinds of the wonderful things. And finally, on this break, I want to tell you about Air Doctor. It's a terrific company. We have one, and it's extremely quiet, and it will kind of speed up. Say you're cooking some bacon in the kitchen, and all of a sudden in the next room, you'll hear, hear that little air doctor thing go speed up, get rid of the smoke and the bacon smell. And uh, it has two filters that are very easy to change. It's a wonderful unit, a very intuitive, kind of looks like R2-D2, and it is um, Air Doctor on OneRadioNetwork.com. The only way to get these are in our store, are on the front page of One Radio Network. And then, finally, we do an organic sulfur. It's a pure sulfur, um, just from real stuff. There's no tag-alongs. And wait till tomorrow, the um, 22nd of August, and we'll have it on sale. First time we've had sulfur on sale anytime. But, you know, sales are kind of slow for everybody around the country. So the distributor wanted to kind of get some things moving. So we're going to have a big sulfur sale beginning tomorrow, Tuesday, the uh, 22nd of August. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, it is the third Wednesday, our third Monday of the month, and that's when we have my friend Dr. Richard Massey on the show. And uh, your main squeeze things now are just be recall healing, right? That's what you do. And what's the other one is... Oh, wait a minute. Got to turn your mic I'm sorry, your mic was off. Recall healing and family constellations. Family constellations. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. And I, I still do the, I still look at blood. So if you go on Instagram, if you want to see some blood findings, I put up a couple the other day. Um, and it, there's a lot of people that do that. So if you want to find live and dry blood practitioners near you, this gives you some idea of what you can see. If you just poke somebody's finger, put it on a microscope, put it on a big screen TV and have a look, it's pretty amazing. Um, so 
That's Doc Massey 1949. That's the Instagram. You'll see a lot of photos there, uh, some of nature um, and some of blood and some of the ultraviolet IVs. Um, I still keep that equipment around in case any family or friends supposedly get something that's <laughs> supposedly called a virus. Uh, and, that, and that would be like fever, chill, shakes, uh, all these kind of ways that the body repairs itself. <clears throat> There's something about light that helps the body balance its repairs. I've also seen that IV reverse sepsis and impending septic shock uh, with red streaks up the arm and fever and all this kind of stuff. And it just reverses that like it has since the late 1930s at Johns Hopkins and the Mayo Clinic where this started out. Uh, so I still do that because it's just a very, very cool thing to do. Um, hmm. Heart biofeedback is the, is the heart of everything. So I use the M-Wave 2 or the inner balance from the Institute of Heart Math. And that way, people can see where their heart wants to go. They don't have to trust me or any other doctor in their daily living. Now, you do want to trust a doctor, you know, if you have peritonitis. You do want to trust a doctor if you've got a brain tumor or you just broke your leg and there's a bone sticking out the side of your yeah, leg. Surrender. Yeah. Just surrender to the emergency care. But for day-to-day -day living, for things that are going on in your life, in your family's life, heart biofeedback can be huge. Uh, it can be a really cool key into what's going on. Looking at blood is pretty cool. And getting a recall healing book and a Jacques Martel book. You know, if you're burping a lot, when you want to know what that's about, um, Maybe not, but, hmm. you know, good old Jacques Martel. The latest uh, latest edition is white. This one's just smaller and easier to carry. Hmm. The Complete Dictionary of Ailments and Diseases and Jobert Renault's book, Recall Healing, Pyramid of Health. All that's based on the German New Medicine brain scans, which should have gotten Dr. Hammer a Nobel Prize in Medicine. But it got him kicked out of Germany. So what are you going to do? Hmm. What are you going to do? Good stuff. So you're not a germ theory guy per se, right? You, you don't. Isn't that embarrassing that, you know, <laughs> I was telling someone the other day that the big thing that came out of the whatever the corona thing was mm -hmm. for me was I actually reviewed the 49 years of my life that I've been in hospitals and clinics, and I could not think of one time that I myself or anyone I worked with caught anything from a patient. And we had AIDS, hepatitis, viral pneumonia, supposedly all these horrid, contagious things. Mm -hmm. Neither myself nor any nurse or aide I ever worked with that I can remember caught anything from anybody. And then it also helped me to say this, Patrick. Do you know if I go down to the U-Haul place just to rent a dolly, I have to get insurance? 
just to rent a piece of equipment, I have to have insurance. I have to sign a bunch of forms and have insurance for that. No one ever approached me at any point in my 49 years and said, here's an insurance policy to cover you medically for when you catch something contagious from somebody else. Hmm. Why did that never happen? Why did, did no one ever take that opportunity to protect me from catching something contagious from somebody? Because ooh, we all know it's scary, right? So you'd think that would be a big insurance opportunity. No, not once. And mm. I don't know anybody else who was offered such a policy. Because deep down inside, we know that it's not contagious the way we think. I never wore gloves. I didn't wear protective eyewear. If I didn't have to wear a mask, I didn't. I got people's blood up my nose, on my eyes, in the little cuts on my fingers. I got the worst snot because my job in anesthesia in the ICU a lot of times was suctioning those ungodly boogers and mucus from those reactions to those breathing tubes you know uh, the body doesn't want it in there it tries to make mucus and push it out and i got that stuff all over me disgusting and never caught anything never caught a thing so well, you're pretty much um no virus before this whole COVID phenomenon, or did this really take you over the edge, or how did that, how was it for you? The embarrassing part is I believed in the germ theory till like 2022. <laughs> did you? Wow. When, uh, yeah, when I really went, yeah, I mean, we're taught it, like it's it's Boy, like catechism, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and, and <laughs> you know, med school, uh, we use sleep deprivation, social deprivation, food deprivation, just, you know, hours and years of just work and focus on doing things this one way. And the germ theory is the core of all of that. Oh, all of it, right. Antibiotics? Oh, yeah. Infectious disease. I mean, Anthony Fauci was the number one writer of our textbooks. Wow. He only wrote half a chapter, but, you know, his name was at the top. Wow. And... You know, infectious disease, everybody has to go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I guess you guys are it, you know. And, you know, if we didn't have germs, we would all be live a perfect life. And once again, there could be nothing further from reality. I mean, without organisms, we're dead. We can't even digest our food without organisms. You know, we can even maintain our skin without organisms all over them, you know. The soil organisms are what allow the earth to take breaths. I mean, it's, you know, climate change is mainly because the earth can't breathe anymore because there's no organisms inhaling and exhaling, right? You hold your breath, you get hotter. <laughs> Probably. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's insane. It's exactly backwards. And uh, so was there a moment there, 2022? And you go, you know what? There's no germs. Did, was there a moment? Do you remember? 
you know, it, it took a while for me. I think it was like my mother in labor. It took a lot longer than she wanted yeah. uh, before the new idea was birthed. Uh, and it was painful. It was like, so I was listening to Tom, Tom Cowan and his psychiatrist buddy, Kaufman. Yeah. I would listen to them talk about it, and I'd think, God, could that possibly be true? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's it's a, it's a heresy. It's unpatriotic <laughs> to say that there's – now, you know, I'm, a, I'm a veteran. I mean, it's unpatriotic, you know? I mean, there's things in the world that spread, viruses and communism, and you got to stop both and of terrorism, them. And right? terrorism. Yeah, te- now terrorism. Right? Terrorism, yeah, mm. and all the other isms. we got to stop them all. And, uh, mm. and wow, mm. it, it's just like – what a shock. What a shock. I mean, it's really a shock. Even in holistic medicine. Sure. The, the little lines I would see, like when people got coronavirus, mm-hmm. and they had the little mm-hmm. lines on there. Those are called virus bridges in Dr. Bradford's work. That's what people call them. And even in natural health, they're called virus bridges. What does that mean? Virus bridges. So whenever you would see those, you could count how many little black lines there were, and you could estimate someone's virus load. Like people wanted to know that oh, who right. had hepatitis, right? right. right? They, mm-hmm. What's my virus load or burden or whatever? And now we kind of find out there's something else going on. There's these little particles that our own bodies multiply called exosomes. And it turns out that a lot of virologists say that they cannot discern the difference between viruses and exosomes, to which Tom Cowan, in his Bob Newhart voice, says, that means they're the same thing. (laughs) If you can't tell the difference between two things, they're the same thing. And, uh, you know, it's like it just takes a while for that to sink in is that our own exosomes repair us from time to time and we can die if that repair gets too vigorous especially true for immunized people immunized people have an unbalanced response in their repair of their body they just do and so we need to do something to help people who've been immunized when they get out of balance in their repair. Immunized, just in general, like flu shots. You're not talking about a, the COVID thing. We're just talking about immunizations from... I'm talking about all the baby shots baby I shots. got and gave, mm-hmm. uh, all the military shots I got and gave. All of those take the cell immunity and the antibody-based immunity, and it, it puts us like this. And so when we go into a repair... We don't go in like a good Amish person with these two things being in a natural balance. We go in like this. You know, it's like, hey, Patrick, how you doing? Let's have a conversation. You know, it, we just start out that way. Uh, we're just never given a chance to get balanced. If you'd like to be on the show, you can call us, 888-663-6386. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com or live here. August 21st, Martin Armstrong will be here tomorrow. It's been
been a while since we had uh, Mr. Armstrong on. Uh, during our little, uh, um, um, I don't even want you to know what to call it, like, um, I don't know, karma, over the last uh, couple months, some forces uh, decided to attack us. It wasn't a virus. Uh, we blamed it on the Russians for a while, but then we thought, well, no, that's no, not going to work. So, but, so, I don't know, but we couldn't even send out emails. Seriously. Uh, it was nuts. Somebody just attacked our email system. and um, But it's back now. We, we figured a workaround. So, uh, we, we couldn't even contact people. So, finally got in touch with Martin Armstrong after a month. I think he just, it was just ignoring me. And then I, we figured out that he was never getting the email. So, he'll be here tomorrow. He, he's really a fun guy. So, did you did you hear there's a new and improved uh, virus now or something coming out, Doc? Did you? Yeah. Hear? Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd heard rumors about it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I I think it's called um, Eris. Eris. Um, that's the name they've given it. They've also given it a. a um, um. Yeah, EG five, EG dot five. Oh, the latest oh. coronavirus strain. It's all over the place. USA Today, mm. Reuters, um, everybody. They're running with this. This is the new one, Eris. Yeah. And if you look yeah. up Eris, it's the goddess of chaos. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. These guys are good. Yeah. Yeah. And look at all the places, insider.com, New York Times. What to know about Eris, the new dominant COVID variant. New York Times, yesterday. Oh, my God. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so let, me, let me share something, and I know you already know this. <laughs> but I'm really persuaded that, that Stephen Greer is on to the next thing that's really going to frighten people. And to watch that free documentary, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Okay. Um, apparently, there's a, a covert group, and you'll you'll see you'll see the under oath testimony about it. That we there's a group of people, covert even from the, the CIA and the NSA that they have no control over, who figured out how to do the anti gravity stuff in the spacecraft. And they are the ones who've been doing the scary abductions. Oh, they were the ones and that's been doing it. The, these people have these abduct, abduction stories. Okay. Yeah, that those are actual real paramilitary people doing that. It's not the extraterrestrials. And you'll hear the guy say, is under oath testimony, that they hired genetically deformed humans to be on those craft mm -hmm. so that people would think that they were in the midst of aliens. Mm -hmm. And the idea is, is to scare people and get the last bit of our money to make armaments, to fight against the intergalactic oh, beings yeah. that are coming to mutilate our cattle and uh, stick hoses up our butts against our will and, all that stuff's been done by humans, not by the extraterrestrials. And so Stephen Greer, retired ER trauma doctor from North Carolina, 
did this documentary called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. There are 50 groups in the Austin area that use his vibrations, his specific vibrations that you can get on your phone and play it, that call in extraterrestrial craft and extraterrestrial beings, and they will join your circle. And you can see photos of this on this documentary, and people are healed from this. They, they hey, wait, 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 wait. people are healed. People, only kindness people are healed from what I, i'm losing you here let's okay so uh first kind of going a little fast here close encounters yeah of the okay fifth, I, yeah yeah so ask in you, close, close encounters of the fifth time just watch it and you will actually see pictures okay of beings in human circles and many times after they are gone that night people are healed of things they had their whole life so these beings not only don't want to destroy us, they're actually coming for our well-being. You can actually see this. Uh, this is not like, oh, oh, I thought I saw something. Oh, so You'll th actually these see are, these beings. These are real other than earthly beings that are around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I get that. And, and, and there, there are vibrations, apparently, that call in at, or invite the civilizations that Stephen Greer has connected with. And there's a, probably an infinite number that respond to other vibrations. Mm -hmm. But these civilizations of non-terrestrial beings that are galactic beings, I like that better, I don't know, that um, have our best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. You will actually see videos of our military shooting at their craft and trying to kill them, which is why they don't visit more often. So he goes and takes people out on hikes to remote places, and they sit in a circle, play these vibrations, get in a meditative state, invite these beings in, and the beings come. Mm. And they're kind. Very cool. Now, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, if people Google that, uh, would that be something we could post on our on our website as well? We could probably figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I watched it on Amazon. It was okay. free on Amazon. Oh, I can, but I think it's on just about every way to watch it. I'll, I'll watch it tonight, actually. Now, this is really cool. And we've had Greer on before, years ago. The only thing I would disagree a bit with Stephen Greer, just one thing, little thing, in my opinion and research, I don't think that these beings are out there. They're extraterrestrial, which means what? Extra land, terra land. They're not out there. They're out. They're away from what we believe the earth is, but they're on this reality in just another state of consciousness. But you can't go up there. You only go 75 miles and there's a firmament. So that whole space stuff is just made up. So I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, you're right. But, and but you'll they see exist. that in the documentary. Oh, the documentary that says that? Clear. Oh, yeah. That they're, they're surrounding us all the time. Yeah. We're just not in the state of consciousness to cool. connect. Yeah. Yeah. They're there. In a way that we're aware of. 
So, yeah, the word extraterrestrial really doesn't make sense because they're here right now. They're just invisible to my senses. No, no, not. I think you're missing the point here, too. Extraterrestrial, if you really study that the Earth is an immovable plane surrounded by this huge ice wall, and you can see pictures of it, films, there's, there could be infinite amount of land everywhere out there, extraterrestrial. Okay. There's land out there. There's there could yeah. be all kinds of yeah. cultures. There could be there could be beings that are smarter than us can have ace aircraft. I think that's where all these things come from. They don't come from. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. I yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah. I got it. It's pretty cool stuff. Extraterrestrial. Extra yeah. land. Right. I mean, I like it. You can I like it. you can research even uh, Admiral Byrd. And he went across this ice wall in the 50s, and he said there was all kinds of stuff over there. There was actually um, very mild climates where he saw jungles. Yeah. Yeah. And he went on television. You can watch, see the film, I think, in the 50s or 60s, and he talked about it. And about two years later, they invented NASA. And NASA said, well, everything's out there, you know. It's, it's a fascinating study, Doc. And to this day, 26 countries have signed a treaty that do not allow people to traverse that ice wall. The UN is on top of it, and they'll stop you. They'll, they'll, they put up jets. I mean, it's just cool stuff. It's fascinating stuff. So I think Greer's on to something. Yeah, that's uh, great. So these extraterrestrials, they have a state of consciousness where they're actually, people are connecting with them and people are getting their little bodily, physiological things healed? Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that got my attention, you know, being a physician myself. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess Chris so. Bledsoe. Chris Bledsoe, another guy, just a guy from North Carolina, like Stephen Greer, said the same thing he said you know he says this prayer and whenever he says this certain prayer these orbs appear hmm. and sometimes beings come out of the orbs and people invite him all over the world and he just says this prayer and they appear and many times people are healed just by being in the presence of these beings and these orbs it's some higher state of consciousness whatever you'd want to call it sure but, uh, but the big thing is, is don't be fooled by the new germ theory, which yeah. these foreign beings are coming and they're going to tear us up and all that, just like Fauci and his group making these weird little changes on this particle. That's all human. That's human malice and human self-hatred. Um, and it's, it's part of our history. And my part is to not judge them uh, because so far in my experience all of my judgments of others have come back to me <laughs> in most unpleasant so ways. far that's the way it works <laughs> that's the way it works so uh, yeah, yeah. so CNN everybody's on the CG5 it's on the rise as uh, the coronavirus cases rise right so they're giving the same PCR test, proven to be faulty, fraudulent, right? Yeah. 
not you, only fraudulent, but you know, you heard Tom Cowan read the package inserts I know. <laughs> on the PCR. It just cracked me up. This test cannot be used to ascertain the presence or absence <laughs> of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, but we're going to stick it up your nose anyway and tell you that it means that, you know. It's I mean, like, wow. Everywhere. CNN. New coronavirus variant topping the leaderboard, EG5, EG.5, rather, uh, causing about 17% of new COVID-19 cases compared with 16% for the most common lineage, which is X8BB1.6. Do you believe they just sit around and just make these things up? They just make this stuff up and put it on the news and people believe it. Mo Goddard. What's that? Big Google. Mo Goddard. Mo Goddard. The big Google artificial intelligence guy. Oh, I don't know him. So he said that AI is watching us <laughs> and it's watching what we watch and listening to all our conversations. And it wants to be for us what her was in the Joaquin Phoenix movie, her. If you watch that movie where Joaquin Phoenix plays a man who falls in love with the voice on his phone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So AI, we decided according to Mogadot, Dot, to let AI have its own children, to do its own programming, which everybody said we wouldn't do, but we did. And so these new programs are now smarter than humans. Yeah, right. And so they're, I, my wondering about this is, is how much of the news is chat GPT writing? And if humans go into it and want that, then artificial intelligence will be faithful to give us bigger wars and bigger polarities. If we show artificial intelligence that we're interested in love and higher consciousness, AI will help us with that. So it's up to us because there's no big bearded man in the sky watching everything. But now there is a big AI in the sky watching everything, and it wants to know what humans want. Do you want to be afraid of a virus? Man, I can make you some letters and numbers and some news stories Whatever you want. that Whatever you want. absolutely squeeze your glands. But if you want to love and do higher consciousness, I can help you with that. Well, you know, it's just amazing. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. It's just, it's just, I know. I it's know. just like, right. I don't even know what to say about it. It's just, it's just like Alice in Wonderland. And every Washington Post, <laughs> Washington Times, The Guardian, they're all on it, you know, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just, and you know, you know, they're going to want to mask people up again and do lockdowns. You watch. And I tell you what, folks, now just from Patrick to you, that if you participate in this and support this in any way, you're part of the problem. You know, you just are. Don't do it. You, I mean, you can if you want, but don't do it, you know, because it's just all made up. There's no germ and there's no 